I'm Jason Wood, the VA Loan Guy, host of Armed and Ready, and today we have a really cool guest, Sean, who is the owner of Protector um, Brewery in San Diego, and we're excited to have you guys stop by. Check it out. Sean, thanks, man, for having us over All this right. place, man. It's Thank really you. Cool to meet you and get to experience this. So, what's really interesting is we got a, a Navy guy and an Air Force guy uh, in San Diego, which is probably rare to begin with. Mm -hmm. But I think the one place where you would probably find that mix is at a brewery, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, having a beer, um, which I think is um, kind of goes hand in hand with kind of the military. Not that we're all drinking tons of beers, but mm -hmm. you know, relaxing, kicking back, talking with the guys, hanging out, you know, and and enjoying a cold one, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm really honored to have you on the show. I mean, um, we'll, we'll talk about our, our military past, but a lot of people don't know about your military past and, and what this brewery is and, and how all of that intertwines and, and came together. So um, if you could share with our listeners a little bit about um, you know, your military past, what you did, how you got in there, and uh, how we got to this today with this really awesome brewery. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I grew up in a small town, Yorkville, Illinois, uh, and I saw a movie, Navy SEALs, Charlie Sheen, very sexy, uh, pretty funny, and I thought, wow, what is that? And so I did a little bit more research, and I thought, okay, that's categorized as, you know, quote, the, the hardest military training in the world, so uh, what is that? And uh, so I graduated high school at 18, I went straight into the Navy, I was lucky enough to get a SEAL contract, showed up to SEAL training, and was lucky enough to make it through SEAL training. Uh, and by the time I made it through, I was about 20 years old. Then I went to SEAL Team 3, did a deployment, small deployment to Iraq there, came back, did another deployment to Iraq, came back, did another deployment to Iraq, came back, and then uh, saw a lot of leadership back there in, uh, in Iraq. You know, pros, cons, learned a lot about myself. And then when I got back, um, that last deployment to Iraq was pretty funny and special because I read a book on brewing beer and then decided to experiment with it myself over there in Iraq. And that first batch uh, didn't taste the best, uh, <laughs> but it spurred me on a path towards, okay, I think I, this is something that I would, if when I transition from the military, I would love to do this. Uh, and then you fast forward about five more years, did one more deployment. I was a SEAL Hellwick instructor for a little while, uh, you know, refining the business plan, going to get my undergrad as well. And then finally made the leap like all veterans do. Got out in 2015, went to UCSD to start that MBA program right away while simultaneously bootstrapping this company. And we opened up on June 2nd, 2017 as San Diego's first and only certified organic beer company. So that part's, that part's really unique too, is, uh -huh. is being organic and certified organic. Yep. Right, which in Southern California, organic is really common, right? The grocery store, you go to the restaurants, like ordering healthy stuff, organic is just like, the normal way of life for us down here, but mm -hmm. um, getting like the organic certification, um, you know, for farmers or for what you do, that's mm -hmm. that's a completely different game mm -hmm. than just brewing some beer, right? I yeah, mean, it's arduous and difficult if I understand it right, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, getting that getting that certification, it took at least four or five months and a lot of paperwork, uh, but. I, years ago, when we were coming up with this concept, my, my wife, I asked her, I said, hey, uh, what do you think about organic? And she said, organic, I think, is the way we should go. And there's a lot of hype these days about sustainability, global warming, etc. And if you can make these little 
little changes, even though going organic is very difficult to do from a brewing standpoint, if you can make these little changes, it's gonna go a long way. Um, and we thought, even though it's very difficult to do, I think it's worthwhile to do. Uh, but what's great about going organic, uh, we have to buy hops from farmers that it takes them three years to change over from conventional to organic, and it's a big risk for them. But it makes an amazing impact on the environment. And so we buy from them, even though you know, our hops are anywhere from two to three times more expensive than conventional hops, we support them. We buy all of our malts certified organic as well, and then our yeast actually has to be certified organic too. But the best benefit of it, when you look at this glass here, you know, on the back of our cans, what we do is we try to you know, lay out all the organic ingredients, but it is just a pure, natural beer, and there's no harmful synthetic pesticides in it. It's just what beer should be tasting like. That's really cool. Yeah. That's super cool. So what, um, what is probably the most fun part yeah. about starting and owning a brew? I mean, there's got to be like some, some cool stuff to it. I mean, you're around beer, drinking beer. Like, what, Tell me some of the fun parts of this. Yeah. I would say uh, transitioning from the military, veterans, they work. I think it's ingrained into your psyche to work in team dynamics, team environments, right? right. And then being in the SEAL teams, uh, you, know, you take that to another level. And then when you get out, uh, building a company with awesome people has been the funnest part of doing this. Uh, even though it's been as challenging in certain ways, in different ways, and at certain times, uh, than being a SEAL. Uh, very, very difficult to start a company. I mean, when you look around here, uh, there's hundreds of moving parts to this that you have to you know, figure out. But problem solving with teams, because my, one of my right-hand men, Ryan Zangster, he was also a SEAL for a number of years, and we hired Ted. He was in the Air Force. He, uh, he's our tasting room manager. So what we try to do is we try to partner with companies. I mean, even Trident Coffee Company, uh, another veteran-owned company here in San Diego, we're going to do a collaboration with them and do a can release with them as well in the next few months. But the collaboration with good people, I think that's what veterans, uh, when they get out of the military, they want to find that again. And a lot of organizations have it, right? right. Whether it's a company or, or a startup or whatever. Uh, but you just try to find the best group of people to work with. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it makes the, a world of difference. Like even in my business, uh -huh. you know, like doing a VA loan mm -hmm. is, you know, one person can do that. But when you're trying to offer that high level of service and, and provide a really good product, mm -hmm. your team your team makes or breaks you. Yep. Basically, I mean, you, you only you can only be a one man show for so long. Yep. And um, yeah, so there's a ton of truth in that. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys, you guys also are getting some distribution going now, like mm -hmm. on military installations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so you've got this thing going, we've got this really cool brewery, mm -hmm. and now you're starting to see some, some success steps starting uh -huh. to fall into place. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, getting this from just the small homegrown brewery to now we're, we're starting to distribute and we're starting to sell outside of, you know, these four walls. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When we first started, we had a small brewery, about two barrel hot side and then four barrel fermenters, and we were doing most of our, we were doing very, very little distribution, and I would say 90, 95% of our sales were out here through the tasting room. But because we went organic, we had to figure out, we have a limited variety of malts, hops, and yeast to work with as compared to any other conventional brewery. And we're finding, making the best beer possible that we can make while also experimenting. So for those first, first year and a half, we were making beer, asking customers what they liked, what they didn't like, and then we would change the beer uh, and make it better. 
And then what we did was we took a big risk at the beginning when we first opened, but then we took another risk. We did a, uh, a small raise for capital, and then we actually installed this brand new system. And what's great is the process of it uh, is going to equal better beer, and I feel really, really good about the beer now. And even more so, we just jumped into distribution with canning. What's great is we started distribution with Craft Beer Guild here in San Diego just recently over the last couple months, but we had to make sure our product was at a top tiered level here in San Diego. So I feel really good about uh, the quality of our product and the fact that it's certified organic is great. For veterans out there, if they're looking to either start a company or get in business with the U.S. government, if they, from, from our experience, when we sent those samples to the Navy Exchange headquarters, uh, we sent them samples, said, hey, we're a veteran-owned company, uh, we have this beer here in San Diego, and humbly, uh, this was a very humbling process, they liked the beer, and now all of our beer is in all the Navy exchanges here in San Diego, and we're just branching into the Marine Corps Exchange, uh, but the military has been very supportive with that, and of course, our beer is actually at other places like Lazy Acres, Barron's, uh, Jimbo's, um, a few other locations like uh, Cardiff Seaside Market. Um, but the beer has to be good, and the fact that we're still the only USDA-certified organic beer company in San Diego, there are a lot of organic-themed restaurants and supermarkets. It's a very growing trend that we're servicing right now. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, Southern California is a mecca for that. So, mm. I mean, there's more success on the horizon for sure. Yep. Um, so tying that into um, kind of preparation from the military, right? Mm -hmm. um, and having made that transition to... I think it's pretty cool to hear, like, um, you know, how did how did the military help prep? You know, from a, a mindset. I mean, I know being a SEAL, you know, we see on the movies all the time, right? Like, you know, carrying the log and you know, yeah. all, all the stuff in the water and the sand and all that stuff, which is grueling. And I, I know the physical part is is crazy mm -hmm. tough. Um, but tell us, you know, a little bit about the, the preparation that you took from mm -hmm. the military experience that's helped you get this business growing into the level that it's at. Yeah, good question. I think going through those physical those physical evolutions that are daunting to somebody from the outside, right? I mean, Hell Week is 126 hours straight with two two-hour naps, and you would think to yourself, how is that humanly possible to do something like that? There's a common saying in the SEAL teams, it's 90% mental and 10% physical, and you ask yourself, that's 10% physical, Hell Week? Uh, and the answer is, yeah. I mean, the mind tells the body what to do, and you get this shift in your mind uh, that there are really no limits. And I think when you go through the military, you experience, just like you were in the Air Force, you start to go through some of these test gates with teams physically, and so the mind-body's connected, right? And for me getting out, what I took from the SEAL teams and the military in general was, okay, you have structure in the military, right? Uh, so you create this, uh, you know, put yourself under the pressure, create this timeline, right? Because uh, I can see the vision of opening a company. So create this timeline, put myself uh, under the pressure of that, Right, sacrifice my time so that way I'm meeting all those little mini objectives. And the military does a really good job of, <laughs> you know, focusing on all the details of an operation. Yeah. And then also you just got to take the risk, and that's that's a hard thing for people to to rationalize. But uh, when you understand your ability a little bit more, like most veterans do, uh, making that risk is easier. But it's also very mentally taxing. That's where the the mental training, the 90% mental mentality, comes in. Understanding that you have control over that influence of you know, whatever that, that end goal is, um, and being okay with growth. Uh, there's been plenty of times you know, in the SEAL career where it was mentally taxing and physically taxing. Then when you get out, you know, you're not risking your life anymore. You're just risking capital. 
and but it still has that same physiological effect from a fear standpoint. Um, but trusting yourself, trusting your intuition, then your team around you um, has has allowed us to be in this position right now, which is again very humbling, and we're very grateful for that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you talked about team a lot, right? Yeah. Um, how did you go about building your team? Like, how did you how did you find the people that you work with now, and um, you know, put that together? I know there's you know lots of books and stuff on, on team dynamics, and of course your training and stuff. You know, working in teams, it probably comes very naturally mm-hmm. at this point. But um, share with us a little bit, like, how did you piece these people together to create the team that you've got? Yep. Uh, piecing people together, uh, people that have diverse thought process, right? So. Very, having a very diverse group within our team. I mean, we don't have exclusively veterans. We have a mix of veterans and civilians. Uh, but what's great is, I mean, there's there's places like, or there's organizations like the Veterans Beer Club here in San Diego that you know you can network with other veterans and kind of get on the same page. But when we first started the company, we've had people come and go, and because it's a very one of the hardest things is okay. There's a vision out there, and I'm sure you've experienced this too. It's there's a vision out there. Um, and I know we can get to that end goal, but it's going to take a ridiculous amount of work and an extreme amount of work ethic to, to make that happen. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to have tough conversations with people. Um, but I think the military, they do a really good job of like, okay, how can you communicate something that nobody wants to hear, but in a way that connects people and doesn't disconnect people. And, you know, everybody has lives too. And there, there have been people that have come, that have been a part of our company that it just didn't work out for them at that time because in the startup world at the very beginning it's extremely hard when you can't pay yourself and things are really tough or tight and you know some people may have kids and they say hey I I believe in it but I just you know I have to pay the bills somehow and I have to move on from this and it's you know very respectful but you know as we start to uh, to gain traction with it uh, you know people routinely come in and you know we'll partner with people I mean one of our assistant brewers we just hired her she uh, you know, she was on the swim team with the uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and um, bringing her like thought process into this company has been very valuable. Um, but you just gotta, you know, look at people and say, hey, let's let's try this, let's work this out, and then a dialogue between the two of you has to be very respectful, um, and it usually leads to a very good outcome. And I mean, even in your industry, I would assume that yeah. veterans are out there saying, okay. You know, this is a big risk. Like I just bought a house two years ago, and you don't know that process. And you know, if I didn't have mentors kind of influencing me on that that process of like, hey, it's it's going to be like this, or you know, you may have to do this, you may have to give this up. But networking with people has been extremely valuable. Whatever, owning a business or even jumping into buying a house or anything. Yeah, yeah, that networking is super important. Like surrounding yourself with a team, like any major endeavor. Mm-hmm. And I I talk to veterans about this all the time. You know, if they're going to go buy a house, mm-hmm. you know, surround yourself with your team, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be able to help you. Mm-hmm. So um, that might be, you know, me as a lender, you know, the realtor, it might be your tax person, maybe a financial advisor, you know, maybe someone who just, you just super trust their, their input and their wisdom, but creating that team because, you know, just like owning a business, like buying a house is a big deal, mm-hmm. right? And it, there's a lot that goes into it, not only from a financial aspect, but a lot from like an emotional aspect as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you're really tied up into that thing until, until you own it, right? And then mm-hmm. you can kind of let your shoulders down and relax. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that, that formation of, of the right people is, is critical to success pretty much in anything. Yeah, and there's a, there's a correlation between starting a company and then, say, like buying a house, too. When I first started this, it's, and in the military, you have to be very vulnerable, right? Because bad news never gets better with time. Right. 
So you have to say, okay, I'm good at this or I'm not good at this, and you have to make decisions fast. Uh, and then, you know, of course, now we have cash flow projections and you know, balance sheets, et cetera, right? And so, you know, opening that up, you know, to your team is is very difficult to do sometimes, especially when you know you're buying a house as an entrepreneur. I mean, your taxable income really isn't there, but there are ways to to say get to that angle of like owning a home or like having the company be successful. Um, and the hard part is being vulnerable and saying, okay, well, maybe my taxable income isn't where it wants to, where I, where I want it to be, but there are ways to do it if you can network with people. And the same thing with, we've had offers to go downtown and open up a tasting room, say in downtown San Diego, and the landlord was going to pay for the build out of that. But at the current, you know, when you when I had mentors come in and talk to me and say, hey, that's really not the best strategy for you right now. I'd say maximize this, and then probably the second step would be that, because we were going to do the two at the same time. Uh, but my point is, when you ask somebody and say, just be very real, be very honest, but you know, understand that there are many ways to get to that same end goal, whether it's you know, buying a house or even just you know, scaling a company. Just you know, be open with people, and people really respect authenticity, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, tell us, what's your, what's your favorite beer that you guys brew? Uh, I would say right now it's the uh, the hazy IPA. Um, so this beer, this bad boy right here, these four packs, um, and on the back here you can kind of see uh, we have this really awesome yeast strain called Juice, and uh, there's actually no fruit in this beer, uh, but it's a 6.6% ABV um, uh, hazy IPA, which are trending very heavily right now. It's got an awesome hot profile, but I'm I'm a fan of all IPAs. On the back here, you can see this juicy yeast strain uh, kind of makes this awesome ester profile and aroma of like tropical fruit. And then the hops that we use in there are kind of more fruity hops. Um, and it also tastes just like nice and smooth for a 6.6% ABV beer. But being here in San Diego with IPAs, I mean, the San Diego people out there, I mean, they love IPAs and I love them as well. Uh, but we're really excited to do a double IPA release next month. Uh, but we have a West Coast. IPA, uh, traditional West Coast style IPA. Then we have a Mosaic Smash Hazy Pale Ale that we have in cans. An American Amber Ale that is very uh, malt forward, delicious beer. And then the Hazy's there, and then the Double Hazy's going to come out next month. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. well, I'm anxious to uh, start tasting a couple of these things and, and uh, see which one I like. Absolutely. <laughs> We've got the, uh, you know, kind of go from light to dark, our tasting room here. We always have, you know, random beers on, uh, on the tap list. So just reach out anytime you want to get, get after it, my friend. Awesome, man. Well, Sean, thanks again for letting us come invade your space and learn a little bit about you and your business and your background and share that with, with our community. And, and um, yeah, man, we, we appreciate the partnership and the time, especially. Absolutely. Thank you guys for coming in. Thanks, man. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for tuning in to the Armed and Ready podcast today. If you have any questions about the brewery, please reach out to Protector Brewery. Um, or anything on VA loans, reach out to me at valoanguy.us. Thanks.